You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack Pod Cast. It's the second half of that word. Unpack Podcast. Here from AcmePackingCompany.com. And SB Nation, follow us at the Unpack Pod on Twitter, also on Instagram occasionally for no reason. Uh, we are coming to you via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zoom account. Thank you, Glenn. And uh, I'm Zach Rapport, holding it down here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where it snowed for five minutes today, and that was novel. And I am joined wow. um, by Nick Bornheimer, Alex Patakis. Uh, this is uh, Nick's apartment. I think I, I think I got that by now. Yep. Yes, I got the view. Correct. We uh, we would we would travel to Alex's if not for me, um, and Rue, Alex's dog, having a special bond where he'd be pretty riled up oh, throughout yeah. the whole pod. You just have it that. Doesn't, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't go too well whenever Nick visits, <laughs> which makes watching games difficult sometimes. We've done it, um, but I've found found myself traveling for games more often than not because Nick's anxious energy does not. Uh, <laughs> Does not go over well with my dog. Oh, like yeah. the dog is. Like, I'm a pacer. Like, I'm a. I'm a yeller. Mm, I'm a mm-hmm. catch. You know, you got to catch that kind of guy. Yeah, he's basically just getting jolted out of his sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, multiple times, and it just becomes impossible. So, um, it's all good. I, I like. I like playing road games. Long story short, we're in. Where are you? Williamsburg? Is that where we are? Yep. Yeah. In yeah. Soho East is what we call it now because <laughs> it has lost a lot of its identity out here. I used to live in, uh, was, we're off to a great start with audio that like eight other of our listeners uh, will get into, but I used to live in, in South Williamsburg um, and it was one of my favorite places that I ever lived in New York. Um, it was like a heavily Dominican neighborhood and the area right in front of our apartment building was nonstop. Dominicans playing dominoes and like listening yep. to loud music. And it was just very, very fun and lively and happy. Like the mood was always happy. I loved it. The rest of Williamsburg, not so much. Yeah. Meatball shop. Still got a meatball shop over there. <laughs> uh, I think it shut down actually. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, good. It was overrated. Anyway, hot takes. Thanks to um, <laughs> everyone who tuned in uh, last week to, uh, ESPN Milwaukee to hear us uh, chopping up with uh, your guys' old friend, uh, Gabe Nightel. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was really cool. Live radio, baby. Censored. <laughs> Censored. Uh, I should carry some of those habits into into this, yeah, this here podcast, well, I think. Podcasts maybe. are for. I, uh, I have to get this one observation off, um, Alex, that I, I know there are uh, reasons why you are glad you no longer work in uh, media, but I also, you just like, 
you just had a little pep in your step. You seemed really happy on that show last week <laughs> to be back on live radio. Yeah, and it's since uh, caused like this like existential crisis and panic attacks <laughs> this week about what I'm doing with my life, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to talk about on this podcast? I've been really questioning, like, I really like doing something. I'm not that bad at it. Why did I just totally pivot and decide to do like nothing of the sort? Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun to it was fun to go back. I mean, part of that is also like your friends, right? Like, I I mean, uh, just that I'm I'm sure anyone who does radio would agree, and if anyone listens to this and aspires to, try to work with your friends. Otherwise, it's nowhere near as cool. Um, yeah, but you know, it's just a bunch of pals sitting around chopping talking, it up, chopping it up. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's what three it, coffees in the span of an hour. I'm going to have a pep <laughs> in my step. Hell yeah. Don't you think so? I agree. That's what if uh, hang on, I got to get off mic here. And give my dog a frozen treat. So she'll leave us alone for 20, 23 minutes. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt that way. I mean, like, you know, Gabe Neitzel and you guys go way back. So you guys had your like little chumathon and I was just like, it's just happy to be. <laughs> oh, you slotted right in, buddy. You were great. <laughs> You're just like you one of the lot fellas. Of, a lot of positive feedback about your on-air presence, Zach. So, oh, thank you. You should, you should be uh, happy about that as well. From professionals, you know, not just us, fake internet talk show guys. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's nice to hear. I'm sure I will. It won't go to my head at all. And now I'm like self conscious. <laughs> do I not bring enough pep here? Like, do you want more? Like, we always do this at night. Maybe that was part of it. You know, that was like I think <laughs> I think it's something about like coming in and out of breaks, like um having like like a specific structure that you have to work within because yeah. it doesn't give you the opportunity to meander. Um but you don't, you know, you don't get some of the off cuff silly stuff on live radio that you get here. So it's a bit of give and take. Well, I we didn't think read any poems. We didn't read. Yeah. No poetry, a poetry free hour. I think, um, Alex, it, you did, you had like a certain energy that I think was just from it being live, but I don't mean to say that you don't have energy here. What I'm nah. really referring to in terms of like pep in your step was like, there was like a, I think there was like a commercial break or something, or like we were just about to record and like you went to go like get a drink or get a coffee or something. And, uh, so I couldn't see you, but Nick remarked that you like, were kind of like dancing around, seemed pretty giddy, <laughs> seemed excited. Yeah. And I felt like that translated. No, I, was, I was mostly just uh, doing a thing. Um, I, I, I was just messing with you. I, I like to, <laughs> I mean, I am very self-conscious, but sometimes I like to play that up and then Nick gets mad about it. So, um, that's all I was doing. I never took what you said to be, uh, uh you know negative about what happens here well and being self-deprecating so. is my that's like my shtick so any compliments about my on-air personality will fall upon deaf ears and with that i'm gonna i'm gonna open a beer oh look at that well, end of season and any compliments you want to throw you can throw them my way that's fine with me <laughs> yeah just yeah. take i will accept them readily yeah <laughs> um no it was it was funny right after we signed off last thursday um so, set the headphones down alex looked over at me and goes ah remember when this was just like our jobs and i was like yeah buddy yeah that was that was that was cool it was fun. um but you know what i i like that's why we have this little creative outlet to you know well this year not as positive as some of 
some of years past that I wasn't present for, but I, I'm sure you, you snuck enough negativity in. I mean, you guys haven't done it since there's been a Super Bowl ring. It's always been a first, second, or conference championship round elimination for the most part. Yep. I've been doing some version of this show since like 2013 or 14, Alex. I think we got together in 2016, 17, somewhere around there. I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Who knows? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no Super Bowls in that time. That's for damn sure. And I, and regardless of of how swimmingly the season went, don't worry, Nick. We found plenty of ways to be negative throughout the year. That's the, the oh, Packer yeah. fan way. <laughs> it's all about the pain scale. It's all relative. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's the pain scale is something we should have come come back to a little bit more throughout the season. I think that was a that was a funny little. I thought that would become like an ongoing trope. Um, but yeah, maybe that maybe that should lead us into uh, <laughs> what what you mentioned before we got on the call. What what should have we kept better track of throughout the season? Degenerate corner being one of them. Um, maybe the haikus being one of them, <laughs> reflecting back on some of the terrible takes that we had. Sure, yeah. that would make a show like this a lot, uh, a lot easier. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Notes for next year. Next year, I think I will be the. Uh, I can own a spreadsheet for degenerate corner that we can look back. I don't Ooh. want to add something else to Zach's plate. I'm the one who's always, you know, spewing out these things anyway, uh, mostly because. Uh, Nick's in the midst of reading a haiku and I remember oh shit degenerate corner and then I open DraftKings and try to find something so uh, that that's one we will do we'll keep that going because honestly I think I could say we officially made money on that this year I, you know, not that I, I don't know if anyone like followed along and actually placed those bets but I'm just saying like we'd be making some money in degenerate corner over here it's a good corner <laughs> it's a lucrative corner I feel like um, maybe the first couple weeks we're, uh, we're not so hot, but then then you figure it out like the Packers offense. Eventually, you started to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we kind of rode with the Packers offense and middle of the season when it really, you know, tanked or everything started tanked. They were just impossible to get a read on. We should have just been betting against them. Yeah, there was, there was like a period where they were overvalued and it took a little adjusting on our end, maybe a week or two. And then there was a period towards the end where they were undervalued and it took like a little adjusting. Um, but during those, you know, we, you know, we caught the crest of the wave uh, at some point yeah. after adjusting, yeah. uh, which is good. And then throughout the season, the Vikings were appropriately valued by Vegas and Vikings fans really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really yeah. bristled with sure that. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about them a, a little bit sprinkled in through our, um, I don't know what you call them. End of season observations yeah lot note I, nug, yeah large, yeah end of season note nugs i don't know we got we're gonna we're gonna but one last piece of uh of uh kind of old business before before we get into that chunk of the show i did want to uh really quickly um with a polite golf clap congratulate uh nick varley who won the uh unpack pod pick'em league and he is the first ever two-time champion um, oh, I think, and I've been uh, DMing with him. I forget. I think he's in Australia. So, um, and correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, so I don't send something to the wrong country. But um, also, uh, Nick, I'll, I'll get at you. We got to figure out what to get you because uh, normally, um, and I thank everyone for for playing along. Normally, um, I have this like very, very highly stupid trophy um, that I order off Amazon and, and send to the winner. And we've done that for a couple years. 
Um, and I'm okay asking a one-time winner to own a stupid trophy, but to own two of them, it feels yeah. like I'm sending something to Australia and saying, here, you throw this away. So <laughs> if you don't want a second, if you do want a second trophy, that's great. You can put on your mantle or whatever, your dress or whatever. Um, if you don't and you want like, uh, I don't know, like a t-shirt or something from the APC store or something, we'll figure out something um to make it worth yeah. while we thank everybody for playing give them congratulations. the option give them the option for sure yeah we don't have a lot of domestic winners in this competition <laughs> no i think yeah. we're um, it does like, not happen happen often <laughs> i think we're like one in five team usa versus the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> something, pretty... something real bad if it's yeah if the if the packer season isn't pain enough we have to incur the international shipping charges. Yeah, I, ga- I gave um, the, I issued the challenge at the beginning of the season um, to the broader listenership. Please, someone from Ohio or Iowa, win this damn thing, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, the trophy will arrive in like March. We've done Germany, <laughs> Brazil, Australia. I mean, it's cool. It's 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 a cool thing. Um, no, yeah, it's great. Everyone plays, and a two-time winner. That's uh, impressive yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure he feels like, you know, he could, he could play at an MVP, uh, level again. I don't know about mm. Super Bowl, but MVP level. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, talking points. Um, okay. Let's get into the, to the meat of the show. The season's over. They lost. It sucks. Um, super not fun. Uh, but we thought what we could do is, um, Alex, and I believe you had this idea on, uh, on our text thread a couple days ago, but, uh, we spend a lot of time, uh, on our show, Kind of acknowledging what we do not know and then also kind of throughout the season grasping for like what did we learn each week and ultimately with this team frustratingly feeling like we didn't learn anything well now the season's over and we can kind of take a step back um and i think officially say that we learned some things it's kind of a cop-out because the season's over but uh hey we're a, we're a cop-out show here we got <laughs> zero prep time so um no sounders, no uh, no special fanfare. Uh, we didn't even come up with a name. What did we say? Season-ending note nugs, or what? It, what? What we think yeah. we know now that the season is over, and you know, I'll, I'll hit the air horn. Great, there's the fanfare. <laughs> um, well done. Yeah, um, I'll start us off, and um, the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, is something that I think I talked a little bit about. Um, with Gabe last week, but just the, the very simple observation that Aaron Rodgers is old, getting old. He's old. It's happened. And that's not to say that he uh, is not still like an upper third of the league or upper like top 10 quarterback. Absolutely. Can be was battling through, um, injuries, but, um, he, a lot of the things that have been, strengths of his over the course of his career i feel like we saw those start to degrade um one of the most glaring to me aside from i mean his legs obviously you get older you can't run as fast um he still can like run a little bit but he's got this like half second hesitation where he's thinking about it more and it 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 the play like just blows up half half the time as a result um so that's one thing but another thing I, i've noticed is um is a a slippage in his sort of pocket aware like his ability to sense the rush i guess i feel like this season more than the last couple of years there were more just totally blindside sacks where it was like 
he drops back like seven yards and he has no idea that he's about to get creamed. And I feel like an Aaron Rodgers of the past, um, a younger Aaron Rodgers just had this like sense about the field and always knew where the pressure was coming from. I don't know if he's like feeling the footsteps in the ground or like what kind of like otherworldly skill he's tapping into. But I felt like whatever that skill was, it slipped. I don't know if it totally vanished, but he was like just getting creamed this year. And like it knocked him out of field goal range a bunch of times. It was very frustrating. It happened a lot on third down. And um, I don't know, you guys can feel free to uh, chime in here as well. But I think that those are just a few examples of some things I noticed throughout the year that made me think like he's still got it a lot of the time, but also he's officially old. Yeah. Well, the, the sack thing is kind of interesting because I hadn't really thought of it, but um, I do you know, distinctly remember a lot of Aaron Rodgers sacks all had this feel of like sacks that he was accepting. Like, ah, you got me. Yep. You know, like it, not not sacks that happened upon him, but ones that he was willing to give the defense because he was like, well, you know, you, you got me like it, it, that. That didn't happen as much this year. And I think that that's why for a large portion of his career, um, we were under the impression that coverage sacks were like constant. Like Aaron Rodgers was always just taking coverage sacks and it was always this narrative of his receivers can't get open. Um, I don't know that that's the case as much this year. I'm not saying that he was missing open guys, but. Yeah, that's a really good observation because that's also I mean, I, I, that's also scary because he is older and those are, those hits hurt more, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because you're not doing the Tom Brady thing where you can brace your body and, and basically just, you know, prepare for impact and make sure you fall a certain way. And he battled injuries through the year maybe because of that. So, yeah. And, um, you know, those injuries like yeah. the thumb, for example, he was um, he was dirting a lot of balls this year. And. And I. I hesitate to put that on my list of like reasons why I think he looks older now because he was battling an injury, but I feel like that happened last year too. There's like a, a number of passes that come to mind, kind of like those classic Devonte screen passes where it's just like in the dirt. And I'm like, what? Like, is it a fundamentals issue? We were talking about that all last year to some of these things that he used to just be money at is less money now. Yeah. I, I kind of in my head, I wouldn't be shocked if he did have another MVP style season left in him. Like, just because like Tom Brady has adapted and evolved his game, and he's come close enough to being an MVP player over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I agree with you though, Zach. I think like a lot of the a lot of the sacks he used to take were more scramble drill e like try to make something out of nothing and you just should have thrown the ball away but refused to um i don't know if it i don't know if the blindside stuff was offensive line driven but he got decent protection for a good portion of the year yep. there just seems to be like a like i don't know like he was thinking he was thinking about something in a different light than he used to when he was dropping back. Like he didn't trust his receivers enough. So maybe he was focusing too much on one guy versus like going through his progressions. I mean, this is just totally speculative, but there did seem, there did seem to be like, especially on a third and long, if they brought an extra guy, you were like, he's probably getting to him. And even if they only rushed four, and there wasn't 
anywhere for him to go, he was going to take a sack too. Yeah. What is a uh, fake internet sports talk show if not totally speculative, Nick? So we're we're good. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's where we thrive. I mean, I think part of um, part of it is also you know part of those easy things that or the things that used to look easy is down to something that I think would become natural with aging, and that's just that he's a slower decision maker than he used to be. Yeah, he doesn't. There's not like this. Throw the rapid ball away. Throw the ball feel. away. <laughs> well, that and like even quick throw. You know, like we used to cry out. For quick game. When the Packers were struggling under McCarthy, we were crying out for it. This offense we thought was going to be kind of predicated on it. Yep. Um, I maybe I'm maybe I'm being harsh and maybe I'm just forgetting a whole lot of times that it worked really well, but like at this past year, he's not very good at that. You know, like he he's not making those snap decisions. Like there there was a time that his release was so fast and so on target, and now if it is fast, oftentimes it's not on target and sometimes it's just not quick enough. Like I, I it seems to be like that goes to the hesitation thing that I think that you said. And, and that's natural when you lose, you're starting to lose ability. Yeah. Um, I think it's also hard to be a quarterback that is hyper successful. If you can't get out of the pocket and create and run for a first down every once in a while, there aren't very many of them left. Well, that's, that's, uh, um, I wanted to uh, quickly, Nick. You mentioned you know Tom Brady and sort of and sort of aging into like changing your game a little bit. And I think that Tom Brady has been able to do that partially because the things that he's always been so good at lend themselves to aging well. Whereas Aaron Rodgers always wants to you know it's it's by time. It's look for the big play. It's it's you know things that it's off platform throws. It's things that. If you're not crisp with your fundamentals and you're not a spring chicken yeah. anymore, become harder to do. Point. It just it seems crazy that he did win back to back MVPs the last two years. Like that, how can the decline be that sharp? But maybe it is. Maybe you just fall off a cliff like Peyton Manning did. I don't think we're there yet. Peyton Manning was whew, those passes. Well, yeah, not <laughs> not yet. I I hope not because I also I don't want to make it sound like I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is washed. I definitely don't no. think that. I think um, no. I I mean the decline in his ability isn't going to be it, there. Were, let, let's put it this way. Here's a compliment for him. He had more ability to begin with, so it diminishes even if it's at the same pace. There'll be more. There's still more of it left than there would be if he was anybody else. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's in the top half, if not the top five quarterbacks. You still want well, quarterback in your that's team. Maybe five f- is a stretch, but that was the frustrating thing about this season was if he could just figure out a way to harness those those most efficient parts of his game from this season. The offense would have been a lot better, but it was just kind of fits and starts. It was frustrating. Yeah. Well, if he's a quarterback that half the league would want starting for their team, or, or uh, you know, are you part of half that league? Like, do we have to have? Are we? Are you in that half of the league that wants him? Do we have to have that conversation? Is what I'm asking. I think it's so, it's so situational to? though, because the Packers aren't a quarterback away right now. They've had that quarterback for years and years and years, whereas the Titans potentially or the Raiders or some of these other teams that you know or the Jets like that makes a lot more sense for them um because they've got it an elite defense and these things that are built around them well maybe not the Titans having yeah. an elite defense but yeah they've got weapons so it's it's all it's all situational yeah I'm in the camp that I would have 
I would like to part ways with Aaron and I would have liked to part ways with them even after last year. Like we have to rip the bandaid off at some point. That's just I'm on unless you think we're going to win a Super Bowl next year. I don't think there's enough talent around Rodgers to come close to winning a Super Bowl next year. I mean, or or well, maybe the talent is there, but the the organization as a whole, like you got to do something. It didn't click. And how weird is it that the Packers didn't make the playoffs and they're the only aren't they the only non-playoff team to not make some type of coaching adjustment? Did I read that somewhere? Maybe I'm getting that stat wrong. Or maybe the only team to finish below 500 that didn't make some type of coaching adjustment. Like, do you really believe in Joe Barry? Yeah. It, well, that's I'll I'll uh, my next for my next note nug. <laughs> uh, as far as what we what we think we know now um, about the Packers now that the season is over, um, you know Joe Barry ain't it. I think, and it's. It's just frustrating because, you know, Nick, to your point, I mean, you know, the Vikings, their defense was terrible this year. It was admittedly terrible. It was a lot worse than the than the Packers um, ultimately. But that was a first year coordinator, I believe. Um, and and they let him go. It was a total scheme change and one and done. And I just I don't know. I, I was listening to um, before we hopped on, I was listening to. Um, uh, John Meerdink's uh, podcast, our, our colleague at Acme Packing Company and, and thepowersweep.com. And he was talking about the the Joe Barry question and and one of his observations in sort of looking at um, numbers and kind of advanced metrics in different chunks of the season was that the defense actually played worse in the second half of the season <laughs> against worse quarterbacks. So like the whole beginning of the season when I think we were most like revving up the engines on the Fireberry bandwagon actually statistically is when that defense was playing at its best and then they got worse. Hmm. So <laughs> let's think about this. Let's unpack this <laughs> on the unpack pod. So the Packers worth Three and one at one point this season. Um, that game against Tampa was a low scoring game. The game against the Bears defense looked good. And then I felt like they were pretty bad collapses against like the commanders and the Giants. And I think the Jets just pretty much blew the doors off the Packers. But that was some special team stuff as well. I don't know. It's you can you can do the numbers game stuff, but yeah, I test. I'm like, I mean, people forget about the Patriots because they ended up winning that game, but they got smoked by um, whatever a Bailey Zappy is. And yeah, yeah. That's right. that that stretch is when I think we were all convinced that they were just a bad team, and the defense has to take some accountability from losing. And it's not like their offense was putting up numbers. Yeah, but lo- losing the Jets or the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. Back to back to back weeks after eking out a win against Zappy. Um, I can't even tell you who was starting for the commanders in the game because I I I don't know. Was it? I think it was, it was um it was Heineke? No, no. It was, no, it was probably it Heineke. Was Heineke. It was Heineke. Yeah. Um Baby Farve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is Farve. The Jets uh, I mean, 
uh, I don't know. They rotated quarterbacks. I mean, I, I can't remember who was in that game. Um, I guess there's no shame in losing to Daniel Jones in London. I mean, that they're playing in a divisional round. But at the time, it felt like crap. It still kind of feels like crap. It, it, that was a game they should not have lost. And Rodgers had to break his thumb on a dumb yeah. Hail Mary at the end of it. Like, that's another thing, Zach. Like, if you want to look, <laughs> if you want to look at the aging progression, like, it, he, even the zip on that or the way that he timed that out was off. Um, I know that's kind of like a random, um, very situational play, but there's a there's an art to the Hail Mary that Aaron Rodgers has perfected better than any quarterback in the history of the NFL. And the whole the whole play from snap to when he thumb got injured did not look clean or um like poetic like it typically does from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Joe Barry. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joe here's Barry. a here's my uh sorry. I don't know how you want to do this. You want to do all of yours or what? I wrote a few things down, but yours spurred a random thought for me that I didn't have written down. Go ahead. Um, Matt LaFleur has like major company man energy. And I don't know if I'm loving that. I don't want him gone. I'm not saying I don't want him to be my head coach. But like, dude, you're like, he's just like. Seems like the guy that if you want to put someone in front of a microphone to say Aaron will be the quarterback here as long as he wants to be the quarterback here, he's the guy. You know, you want him to to stand by as defensive coordinator and spew some shit about continuity being needed. Like, he's that guy. I don't even, like, we talked about this on the show, which I guess appeared in this feed. So maybe some people heard it. Like, I don't even know who he is. Like, he just feels so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude, just feels like employee of the month every month, and I don't know. Sometimes you know, I would just kind of like want to. I want like, you know, what's got some like, you know, what's interesting some, about that is, um, Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago made a comment about like an oppressor about Matt Lafleur, and he described him as like perpetually like super anxious and super like just like like always hustling always on the details a workaholic and just like always anxious and like worrying about like whatever the the, the next most like did, minute yeah, detail I did, is i did not know that that's interesting. i remember i don't i thought that was said earlier in the season either maybe either way that's like a nugget about yeah. his personality that i thought was really interesting but it's something that we don't see from him uh because Alex, to your point, it just like it feels very, um, you know, company man at the microphone. But I guess that's I mean, that's part of the gig, I guess. Well, yeah, no, I know. But like. I don't know, man, I kind of wish he would just take a little more charge. Clearly, yeah. he's, if he's working that hard, I mean, like he's made such improvements. You know, you you revived Aaron Rodgers to win two MVPs. Like, I kind of wish I just wish we were a little bit more of a team that. I feel like he envisions and I don't know who to blame for that. You, you know, and I don't know if it's just cause he's like, maybe he's passive or maybe he's totally not. I'm just wrong. I have like, a different read on it. I, actually, I can, I can see the anxiety on him. Um, even when he's talking, like it seems like this is, I mean, this is speculation, speculation, but <laughs> um, is 
like is he a sheep in wolf's fur like just trying not to be found out type of guy did i get that idiom right Wait, sheep, and wolf sheep, skin? And wolf's clothing? Just sheep and wolf's clothing just don't even second guess a just wolf move, just wolf and sheep's clothing just, yeah <laughs> that's gotta be it yeah just that's because you wouldn't want to be hiding pretending to be a wolf if you're a sheep a sheep no i said it right sheep and wolves no clothing. i think it's like it's a wolf in sheep's clothes. No, I, wolf I get sheep. what you're no, saying, no, no. though. He's, he's, he's reversing it on purpose. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to look this up while I'm talking. <laughs> um, oh, it's the last show of the season. <laughs> no, uh, sheep in wolf's clothing. Oh. Or no, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, no, that's... Someone who outwardly... That's what I meant. Just so everyone doesn't think we're, we're all idiots here. The, it is... Yes, it is... Um, a wolf in sheep's clothing, but I feel like you were purposefully inviting I was purposely it. switching it. Yeah. But I thought that was a an expression in itself. An, in as and well. of itself. Anyway, let's let's get it back on track here. I feel like he doesn't want to <laughs> get found out. Um and he's kind of just like protecting this golden boy image of three consecutive thirteen win seasons. I don't, is his job in any type of jeopardy? Probably not, but he doesn't seem to have a, much of a command I, like he used to. I don't know that I feel that way. I think, look, he's in a, he's in a tough spot. It's, it's not every day that you come on board as a head coach of a team that has like your franchise's most historically <laughs> like significant player. We can quibble about Bart Starr and Brett Favre and all that, but like he like Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers. He's not just like a very good franchise quarterback who may or may not have won a Super Bowl. It's like a it's it's larger than that. And it's a small market. He like is Green Bay for better or for worse. So it's it's a I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's a tough situation. To come into yeah. and what like what do you want him to do? You want him to come in and start puffing his chest and poking people around? Like, no, no. I, but I I don't want players to come out and say that guys need to stop playing as much before the coach realizes that and starts having actual consequences. And I don't want him to be super loyal to a proven bad coach. Like I'm just saying, like you have the power, assert it. I don't think that's unfair. There were guys who've been play who played for this team five weeks too long. Like that yeah. should not have been getting reps. And like one of them I get is on the special teams. It's the most obvious thing ever. But like there are, there's a few others, too, that it took Aaron Rodgers going on his fake Internet talk. No, it's a real talk show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, his like bro hang thing and um, talking about how there needs to be consequences. Or maybe he said that as locker, like whatever that might be. Like, I don't think that that's unreasonable. It doesn't always have to be related to Rodgers. I don't think I, I get that. That's a delicate situation, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm just, like, I, don't I know. like I'm thinking of Pat McAfee also as a fake internet sports talk show. Yeah. No, it's that, a very that, real that one. Got it's a very real show. It's a very, very um, real the well, anyway, Stogie jumping hour. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, well, ma malaprops aside on my part, um, I feel, I don't, I just feel like he seems He's got like nervousness in his eyes or something. <laughs> anyway, right. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't need to be shitting on Matt LaFleur. I, 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 <laughs> I think like if he him, just fired yeah. Joe Barry, I wouldn't have ever said anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's, it's weak. Come right. on, dude. 
It's spe- it's speculation hour, right, Zach? It's the yeah. speculation hour here on the Unpacked Podcast. With that, uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to keep the train rolling here with Malaprops and Nuggets galore. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. And Alex, you mentioned you uh, you had some nuggets. Do you want to lead off with a with a, a yeah, nug and observation? Small. They don't need a lot of discussion, but yeah. Oh well, bite sized nuggies. Well, yeah, little, little chicken yeah. nuggies. All right, hit me. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, are we actually back? I think so. We're back. Oh, okay. I played the <laughs> noise. I sipped some beer. Sweet. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I got way too used to those yeah, Gabe Nitzel, funny, Nitzel that, uh, intros like uh, after just one. The, one, la- the last one pod of the, of the season is the one where we're the most confused. Do I need to do the I, live radio thing and like re-tee up the whole show in a 30 no, second? No, no, not at all. All right. So I just rattled down my list. Yep. Um, all right. Things I know. Wait, wait, wait. Know. Hold on. Before you do so. <laughs> I just want to know, is it is it a list where you just want to rapid fire? Are you looking for some discourse here? Uh, you guys, you you be the judge. Okay. How about that? All right. Sweet. How about that? How about, okay. I, how about I don't uh, answer your question? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my first thing I wrote down uh, this season, lo- I love being surprised by voices and little bits from Zach. Uh, I, my parentheses was, <laughs> I think my, the pilot was one of my favorite moments of the season. Um, the airplane pilot that is uh, if anyone didn't hear that somewhere mid-season when we were felt like the ship was going down it was I think a pilot got him calmed us um, that was good stuff uh, uh, <laughs> the Barack Obama <laughs> hybrid um, all right random one things I know I, I'm just going off of what I think you could say is fact yeah I think this is the first time that I can remember, maybe in my life, that I could say that I'm pretty confident the Lions are better than the Packers. Yep. Yep. That's a weird one. I agree. I think um, I didn't have it written down, but it is something I was thinking about today. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, and I, we can spin off and talk about the Vikings. The uh, point that I had written down was the Vikings were the third best team in the division. That was my um, sub point. That I, I can't say that the Lions aren't better than the Vikings either. Yeah. And I can't say the Vikings are better than us. Nope. Man. Yep. I, t- oh, I totally agree. Oh. By the end of the season, on balance, the Lions were the best team in the division. Um, Packers fans just have to eat that the way that Vikings fans just have to eat that um, they vastly out- outperformed um, 
the, uh, their expectations and their, their roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I know that Rich Passaccia is someone I wouldn't have much of a reaction of if he got a head coaching job. Hmm. I think I would be very happy for him. I think our return game is incredible, but we talked about this all year. I was like, it can't just be the returner, right? But like, it kind of starts to feel like it is just a returner. Zach, I don't know if you were keeping track of how many special teams face palms there were this year. Um, we did. We did hit the uh, over. I think we hit the over. Yeah, we hit the over. <laughs> um, I think we set the line know. at like four and a half, I think. So five is the over. I'll have to go back. And I mean, listen. he's he's clearly a good special teams coordinator, right? Yes. But like, that's is a it bad, gonna, I think that's a bad line. Is honestly. it going to kill us if he's if he's gone? Like I would, well, I would be great. It would be for a major promotion, so I wouldn't be sad. It'd be like he came here, kind of fixed us, maybe, and now on he goes. Someone else wants to pay him a lot more to take another crack at being a head coach. Uh, Nick, I want you to elaborate a little bit. You thought that's a bad line, <laughs> four and a half face I just, palms. I thought going into the season based on last year, that line should have been at like. 11 and a half or 12 face palms. <laughs> face but face if, palms if you're, are like big though. If you're if Okay, you're, like a block punt. Yeah. Like like stuff that costs you games, which yeah. happened this year yeah. a lot. All right. Uh, not just like a, you gave up 45 yards on a return type of thing. Uh, situational, it's situational. Yeah. Still even. Like what about a missed 40-yard field goal? I, I will say I kind of, maybe I agree with you. Four and a half is pretty light coming off the year that that, that would be like a you know, a, a 12 loss team going into next season with like a win total set at like, I don't know. You know I think with, uh, with Basaccia's track record, it was reasonable to expect um, a pretty quick turnaround. And then let me put it to you another way. Like, what do you think? What's the, what's the league average for like allowable fan face palms on special teams plays yeah. for their team? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I would say, I would put, yeah, maybe four and a half, five. That's probably league average. So I, I just wanted us to be, be average, in that range. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I just am not used to that. <laughs> well, off of that, uh, I will say I know that I am quite angry that we had an all pro return man on the team and it took a number of those face palms yeah. to, uh, to, give, to him a shot. give him a shot. How does yeah. that go? I, 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 it's just confusing. Yeah. You know, it just is. I mean, that like, goes back to also, I mean, it's a, it's a self scout thing, but even just the fact that, look, I get that Amari Rogers was a, um, there's draft capital involved in there. You want to give him a shot, but he's not playing receiver. And, it, and last year, last year, he was the Chekhov's gun all year. And we knew he was going to come back to bite us. And it ended our season essentially contributed to the, to the end of our season. And the fact that we just trolled out the the same song and dance in game one this year when the season started was unbelievable to me. So, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, you say five or six weeks until they figured it out in season. The fact that they even tried it again to start the season to me is, I mean, that's it's not like a fireable offense, but it's malpractice. It feels like an extremely preventable staff decision. 
<laughs> no, so if Passaccia gets the Colts job, there should I mean, be some, some legal ramifications. Maybe it's not the worst. Um, all right. No, I have nothing to add to that. No it's notes, between Passaccia and Jeff Saturday. Who's going to get it? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. Uh, this is becoming a trending Packers discussion point uh, now, but um, I am firmly on team. I want Aaron Jones back, even with the investment it's going to take. I don't want to get rid of that guy. Um, one thing that I, I think is kind of interesting is I think Matt LaFleur has gone about the way he splits up reps uh, very strategically. Yep. And some people don't like it. There were times this year I didn't like it. It would really suck to have this running back that we're seemingly preserving to ship him off somewhere else and have, I don't know, maybe slightly fresher legs given his age. Just go run for somebody else. <laughs> like if you're preserving him, what the hell is it for? If he's not going to be someone you're going to try to stick with for the long term. Yeah. Um, so that's all. That's all I got to say about that. I, I am not um, a uh, <clears throat> a cap guy. I don't understand a lot of this stuff. I'm just looking at Spot Track, and after the season, there is an out with um, Aaron Jones' contract that involves what looks like about a ten million dollar dead cap hit. But his um, his cap hit in 2023 is twenty million dollars. Um, yeah, it's a then, lot. But I mean, he's one of the best. He's He's, he's your best offensive player. And it looks like the contract goes through 2024. So it, there's a real decision that has to be made. There. Yeah. Well, all right. But what if Rodgers isn't playing for the Packers next year? I guess I don't know how that changes things and yeah. changes people's minds in terms of money. Because like the way he leaves, I would would impact that. Right. So. Yep. Um, that's a big portion of it, but man, I don't want Jordan Love stepping into a team that doesn't have Aaron Jones there. No, no way. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last thing, and uh, I didn't write this down. I just thought of it when you just said that. Uh, we definitely, if we're not gonna do tarot readings going into a season, we need to do like a Chekhov's gun prediction thing and keep track of it because. <laughs> Uh, you calling Amari Rogers the Chekhov's gun, and then this year calling Aaron Rodgers the Chekhov's gun. There always is one, and I think uh, I think that's kind of fun to think about. And it, it's very on brand for us to go into a season when most fan bases are typically brimming with hope and oh the possibilities in a league with such parity. And instead, we're predicting what our undoing will be. Um, that feels very us. So. I think uh, I think I think we know our opening show next year. <laughs> well, counterpoint, should it actually be like should it be like two or three games into the season? So we've seen a little bit of football and then we can go, you know what? This is the obvious thing that's going to come back and bite us. And we can we can hash this out in the off season. I like the idea in general. Just got to workshop it a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm our, my wheels are already turning about next year. You got to see how some of the free agent stuff, yeah. you know, turns out. Well, uh, um, turn those wheels okay, on but, some uh, some notable nuggets here. Some, uh, yeah, some I mean, things my, that we think we know now that I, the season's over. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think, <laughs> I think we know Aaron Rodgers is going to hold us hostage for a while. I think we knew that. <laughs> we probably knew that already. Um, Brett Favre-esque as the similarities 
draw nearer and nearer at the twilights of their respective careers. Really quickly, I, not, I'm just going to interrupt. I was going to say not to interrupt you and then interrupt you. So I'll just interrupt you. <laughs> uh, I did. <laughs> I did <laughs> you mentioned Brett Favre and sort of the similarities there. And we were texting back and forth about this last week. But like, it's so funny now to listen to clips of Rogers being interviewed, particularly on the McAfee show which is like his platform basically. And he's becoming more and more Farvian in his ability to just, you ask him one question and then he'll just talk for 10 minutes and ask himself a series of his own follow-up questions. And he'll just keep talking. It was like, it's like so Farvian. It's a thing that like the beat writers all loved about Farv because it was like stick a nickel in him and you've got your stories for the next two weeks. Um, and now we, now we have Rogers doing it as well. He didn't used to do that. Yep. He's getting more uh, introspective, I guess, in his old age. All right. Uh, um, I feel so like everyone was, thinks this is like the crapping on Rogers hour. I don't mean to do that. That's not, I don't know. Eh, sometimes we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, I was looking back at the sonnet that I wrote after the Giants game. And I have to say, it was a, it pretty accurately. <laughs> summed up what the season looked like i don't know that i want to read it right now but maybe we could tweet it out or something yeah um or maybe i will read it right now <laughs> i'm gonna read it right now a little redux yeah why not i just like i was like i kept thinking about identity and like what we called it early in the season like we didn't that i feel like that's Chekhov's gun right there like just the, the lack of identity yeah um all right but here's what i wrote a team reeling, record does not reflect, ambivalence seen everywhere throughout, problems mounting, inside they must inspect, a glance in the mirror only brings doubt. Arrogance prolonged a trip across the pond, kingdoms of such stature need not conform, but trouble finds you whilst looking beyond, and a meek London fog becomes a storm. Monumental concerns loom large ahead, concerns much larger than giants alone. The king in the north can't yet be called dead, might a change of the guard protect the throne? Is it really from grace we see them fall? This team's identity, nothing at all. Man, everything from London Fog to King in the North. Great job. Yep. Great job. <laughs> it just feels like when I, when, I, when I sat down and actually had an assignment to do, I was like, hmm, let's think about like where I really see this team. And this was when the Packers were three, well, they were three and one going into that game. But we were we talked about it. We're like, man, it's 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 a that is a it's a fool's errand to believe that they're as good as the record reflects. And then like we got sucked into it toward the end of the season too, and they went on their little mini run. Um, just because like you said, the Vikings <laughs> Vikings were the third best team in the NFC North. Like blowing them out didn't mean anything. Everything yeah. did go right in that game. Um, all right, my last thing, and it's not a note nugget. I'm just going to ask a question of the crew. Who do you think starts more games for the Packers next year? Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think Jordan Love. Wow. I think Aaron Rodgers, and I don't... That's not a reflection of... <clears throat> what I that I have like strong feelings about what I want to see happen. It's just that I'm looking at all of the possible courses of action that Aaron Rodgers or the team could take. And it seems like 
the likeliest scenario is that he is back with the team. Um, but Alex, I'm curious why you say Jordan Love. I don't know that I would have said that, even though I said on the show we did last week um, that I want them to move on and I want him to move on. It's not about want. I don't know that I would have said that before his interview. And maybe that is a tactic of his, you know, to like create a greater sense of doubt within the Packers. But, you know, on the McAfee show, him saying how, you know, what's the point in coming back if you don't think he could win a Super Bowl? I'm just really curious about whether these demands are going to be real demands or they're going to be like, this is what I want. But and then the Packers kind of half ass it and come back, you know, and then he comes back anyway because he doesn't have much of a choice. I don't see the Packers. Being in a situation where they can meet the demands to go, quote unquote, all in for Super Bowl. I just I, I just don't think they're set up that way. And. I don't know if I want them to be or not. I don't know. No. You know, Nick asked that question. Like, if for if the Packers, can, would you give up a full season of football for like a Packers Super Bowl victory or something? And I was like, yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I, I if you're gonna if Aaron Rodgers is gonna hold the team hostage, just like we're holding Jordan Love hostage with options and everything else, don't you at least want to see him play a little bit? It it yeah I. It feels like what Rodgers wants to come back to this team is Randall Cobb to be there, David Bakhtiari to be his left tackle, which he's great, but like, talk about being able to count on a guy or not. It's not even his own fault, but like, you know, after the games he played in this year, he was like on a pitch count, and then he had this, you know, a totally separate issue. Sounds like he wants that. Sounds like he wants Lazard back, who... Uh, doesn't want it made it very clear he doesn't want to be back and then he also wants additions that elevate them to a super bowl caliber offense yeah i don't know how you can get all of those things he's not going to get lazard back but that's that i think that's an easier conversation for good to have with him just because lazard's going to go get 10 11 million dollars like mvs did on some other team and he's just like he's far from worth that i guess for for this team so That to me is an easy one, but I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that he wants to walk back into a team and be like year two Dobbs and Watson. Watson's very exciting, but like that, like that, that excites me. Yeah. And I think it would excite me a lot if Jordan Love were the guy to grow with that. Yeah. I don't know that it excites him and I don't know what they can, what they're capable of doing to add to that to excite him. Well, you know, it, it, I think we'll, we'll find out. Um, the classic broadcaster uh, cliche. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll find out, um, you know, what, what Aaron Rodgers decides to do um, will tell us a lot about what he thinks about this team. I don't know if that's yeah. like an obvious statement, but I mean, it's true. It's like, it's so, it's so annoying to say over and over again, but Yeah. And, and, and yeah, we said that we talked about that on the show too. Like, I think if he does come back, once you get over like whether or not you wanted him back, I think it's it becomes a reason to be excited because he would have he would have gotten some assurances unless he does a thing where he drags out and it all plays out first and he decides to come back. But like, if he announces some like before the draft, let's say that he's coming back, um, I think as Packers fans we would have to assume 
there's going to be some serious movement and and yeah. beefing up of the roster, which is, you know, reason to be excited. You got to be excited about something. Can't maybe they'll go after that, um, Darren Waller. Year Rogers. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> maybe finally once and for all get Darren Waller. Hey, yeah. what about Big Bob? What, what's going to happen? I don't. You know, Big Bob's going to be gone. These are questions like for justice. I don't know what his value is going to be. He had a little bit of a disappointing year, but also he was coming off of an injury. What's um, his value to you in your heart? Oh, <laughs> yeah, top tier. <laughs> yeah, Big Bob, my it's, large it's adult Travis son. Travis Kelsey and him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's going to be a tough one, man. I mean, few We're things make me happier than when Big Bob makes a play and then my Twitter mentions blow up with people who are happy for me to get to watch Big Bob do something cool. <laughs> I feel so seen. I feel so supported in those moments. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, guys. Fine, I guess fi- uh, final thoughts. I, I, I say final thoughts, but it's not like we're going to... I don't think we're shutting the show down for the, the whole no, year. No, we'll get back we'll get together. together. Yeah. We just gotta, we'll, we'll, pop, we'll pop into your feed every so often. You know... One final thought I wanted to say, Nick, um, is um, that I'm glad you're here and glad you were able to uh, to join us this year. I actually wrote that down, and for some reason, (laughs) didn't say it. Oh my god, he's mad that I was making fun of him earlier in the show. Yep, Uh, yeah, it's hard for him to get sentimental with his buddy. (laughs) Yeah, it's been good, you know. Um, Foldy moved on. Really, yeah, quick young guy, young guy stepped right in. A quick plug for uh, for our departed co-host, Ben Foldy, who's doing tremendous work over at the Wall Street Journal. Um, we plugged it at the beginning of the season, but he, um, the, one of the things he was working on was a, a podcast uh, for the journal, um, uh, the second season of Bad Bets, uh, which is um, kind of a true crime story. It's about the automotive industry. It's about energy. It's about the whole Trevor Milton, uh, Nikola saga, and it is... So good, so interesting. Everybody should uh, listen to it. Um, great work, Ben. Super proud of you, and we are watching you from afar. And um, Nick, back to you. Um, just great to great to have you here. And I, it's funny because it's almost come full circle. Because when I approached um, Alex about doing a podcast, um, you guys had a few episodes of a show that you were doing. I think it was called Two Pack. Yeah, um, back in yep. the day. Um, which is how I, I mean, I followed Nick from, uh, I followed Alex rather from ESPN Milwaukee, like listening from afar. And I knew uh, from Twitter that he was, he was in New York. Um, but I love that little show that you guys did. And, uh, one of my favorite bits that you guys did was, um, there was like a halal truck skit that you guys (laughs) did a couple (laughs) times. Yeah. How did you, I know that your technology was limited. How did you have like the sound effects of like chopping up the meat and stuff? Was it just like an iPhone in the background? I don't, honestly, (laughs) I think I like Googled it and recorded it into something. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't remember why. I think we were both so excited to live in New York that we were like these little things like halal trucks were so excited. Like, you know, just like we wanted like to work them in. I don't even remember what we did with that. Actually, I just I just I remember the sizzling sound, but I don't remember <laughs> like. Yeah, I wonder. I, I it would be hilarious to go, but I wonder if they're archived somewhere. Oh man, um, 
no, I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, welcoming me in with open and loving arms. It's been a hell of a ride, um, but it's something we get to look forward to weekly. Um, never feels like work, and that's fun. Get to scratch that media itch. But the big question, uh, Nick, for you as we head into the off season is: Are you thinking of retiring, or are you going to come back and and make another run with us? <laughs> yeah, um, I still feel like I can play um, <laughs> at an MVP type of form. So um, whether that's with you guys or with someone else, I guess time will tell. <laughs> uh, anybody got a stogie? Who's got a stogie? <laughs> Uh, don't worry. The, the audience has not seen the last of me, whether they like it or not. We're happy to have you here and we thank everybody, uh, for following along this season. Uh, one last, uh, little treat, um, uh, Alex, since you mentioned it earlier. Uh, greetings from the, uh, flight deck. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, thank you once again for flying Lombardi Air. We are uh, about uh, 20 minutes out from our final destination, which should have you uh, on your couch ready to watch the rest of the playoffs with uh, plenty of time to uh, grab some snacks and a uh, beverage of your choice. And uh, really quickly, just uh, wanted to apologize for uh, a bit of a bumpy ride this season. Uh, my co-pilot, First Officer Joe Barry, uh, did not have a, uh, a great flight and uh, frankly was uh, not my first choice as First Officer, but uh, I see um, no reason why I uh, shouldn't just uh, bring him on back for the uh, next flight. Anyway, that's uh, all from the flight deck. Please uh, enjoy the next two months of inane uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, speculation, and uh, we will uh, see you again uh, next time. And thank you uh, once again for flying Lombardi Air. All right, folks, one more polka. Let's do it. Woo! Uh, man, I love the feeling of when you're about to land. And you're just like, if you're an anxious flyer, that's like over. And you're like, ah. Yeah, that's me, anxious flyer. Start thinking about what food you're going to order, like on the car ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that the other day when I got yeah. back. Isn't that great? When you get back like mega late. Yeah. And Ooh. I was so hungry that I ate 2 a.m. Chinese food before a work day. And it <laughs> was not my wisest decision. <laughs> yeah. Should have hit that halal truck. Yeah. Well, uh, go Cowboys. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. I don't know. Pro McCarthy. I'm pro McCarthy. I think I want to see him win. I got to be honest. Yep, I, same. I want to see. I just, I, I hate the Niners so much. Yeah. Um, a win-win, that parting, I will say. Yep, indeed. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, with that... We're going to land this plane for them. I am me one last time. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We'll check in during the off season. Enjoy some playoff football. Um, Refamiliarize yourself with your family, etc. And um, <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. Go pack. Go later guys.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.